Well, hello everyone. It is yet another episode of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show, and my name is Alon. And I'm Ara. Now, Ara, just before we started the, the recording here, I, I began telling you about something that you thought, you know what, better to hold off. Was and, it and just... about how many, uh, what percentage of the time uh, my Skype application crashes? No, because no, that's not what it was about. But we I, can complain to Microsoft if you want. Because I can tell you about that. It crashes. I was astonished to find this out. It crashes over a hundred percent of the time I try to run it. <laughs> uh, so multiple times each time you turn it on, and, and then even yeah. a few more times just for good measure. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Mine works perfectly. So, I mean, aside from the fact that sometimes we lose connection, but other than that, that's because well. machines don't hate you like. They hate me. Yeah, I guess that's the case. Um, but here's what here's what the, the topic was, right? So I recently learned of a new. I'm just going to call it a, a publishing technology, and I was curious what your thoughts were. Um, I, when I say publishing, I mean print, right? Uh, there's there's the general notion that print is dying, and nobody really disagrees with that. But I do think there's a place for print basically forever. Like we'll always have paper stuff. And it's, and it's in Colorado. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, so there will always be magazines and things, even if maybe video game magazines won't last forever. There is this, this new technology that I thought fits really well into, uh, you know, the video game ecosystem. And I was, I was going to ask what you thought of it. So, so here's how it works. There is, and there might be more than one solution for this. I'm aware of this particular one. So there's an app called Layar, like Layer and AR. Um, oh, and I it, just got it. Yeah, right. So it, it produces something, you know, augmented reality. So we know the DS does some augmented reality stuff and, you know, iPhones can do it and all that. Whatever phones you have can do that these days. Uh, so you get this app on your Android or iOS and you point it at a magazine ad. So let's say you are... Ford, right? And you take out a full page ad in whatever magazine, like Road and Track magazine. Uh, that's a real magazine, right? That is a magazine. Okay. Right. So let's say Ford takes out a full page ad in Road and Track. And then at the bottom, like there's no QR code or anything. It's just like, hey, get the Layar app and, you know, see some cool stuff on this page. And so you get the app, you point it at the page, it scans the page, and it, you know, phones home to Layar and then decides, okay, I'm going to show you this cool augmented reality stuff. And so it could be something as simple as just overlay a video on the page, or it could have, say, a full 3D rotatable model of this new car that's not coming out for a few months. So you get to inspect it or something, right? They can do whatever they want. Um, essentially, is, that's, that's what it comes down to. And I, so I was learning about this technology and thinking about video game applications. And I was like, you know what? You could, you know, be working for whatever company, let's say Rainbow Studios or THQ or whatever before it died, uh, putting it out out there and say, we have this cool new game coming out in six months. Here's a preview of it in Game Fan Magazine. And if you scan this first page of the article about this, uh, this new game, then it'll bring up a model of the main character and you can totally look at him and tell us what you think or, you know, just an ad for a particular game or something. Um, it seemed like an especially suitable uh, use of this technology. You know, I'm curious, uh, how, do you know how new this thing is, like that particular application? Um, I mean, I, it hasn't been around for years and years. I know that the technology is, doesn't do anything terribly novel, uh, but it's relatively new just in terms of its use in the marketplace. Yeah, because my, my first reaction and also desire to discuss this on the show was thanks to um, after you started explaining it, well, my eyes immediately started rolling into the back of my head. Because I don't get why anyone would go through the trouble to do any of these things as a consumer. Uh, you mean to actually get out the app and and well, see yeah, what it's it's there's uh, the the mechanics of it don't make sense to me. It's like okay, so uh, you know you got to have this app to access this stuff, right? And then so let's yeah. let's say you've taken the trouble to download this app to see, um, uh, you know, this high end, high grade, augmented reality version of your advertisements. Well, okay, once you do that, then 
how do you I mean, it's like an Easter egg hunt to find out which ads work with it and which ones don't. Like, how do you? Oh no, there there would be a message on it saying, you know, open up the Layer app for some special thing, or like to to see this model in three D. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that that problem solved. Okay. I can I can see that that doesn't take a lot of money to print those things on the ad. Um. But okay. So even so, it's like. This is this is I have the same difficulty with uh, these types of technologies in general in terms of understanding their appeal, or or actually like the reason why I don't think it's going to really ever get very much popularity. Uh, besides the work that you have to put in, it's like what do you what do you get out of it? It's essentially even though it's like oh okay you know there's the temporarily sexy effect of like okay, well, I've got this 3D thing in here that I can somehow, like, you know, move my physical object in space and see it from a different angle. I mean, it, it proves to be, I think, I think it will be more cumbersome than it's worth because in order to get that, like, there's easier ways for the company to deliver that data to you, you know, and it could just as easily be done through a web page. And I think that people would rather get it through a web page. Then you know, do this weird like, oh, you know, I'm in augmented reality mode kind of thing. Yeah, well, I, I do hear that argument. At the same time, I think there's people are always looking for something novel to do, and I think magazine producers are definitely looking for well, ways to make it's novel, more. But I think the problem is that you're asking for the person to work more to get the same kind of info that they'd get otherwise. Um, well, in one respect, yes. But, um, you know, if you're just laying around in your bed reading this magazine, uh, you might not have your computer, you know, and a lot of kids just, they have what they have, right? Maybe they just have their iPod touch and yeah, but they could, they could deliver that stuff to the, to the, this is why I think augmented reality stuff, unless there's a real valuable application that you're getting out of it, it's just not going to fly because like, you can just look at the same stuff on your tablet you know, it's like it's like there's more work being put into it than you get out of it to just to view this whatever it is. Well, in, in, three in this situation, I'm imagining a company providing this special content that they perhaps would not provide in other places, or you know, some people might be reading the magazine as a casual consumer. Yeah. Well, that, that's well, what they'd have to do, right? It's like you can only get it this way. Uh, yeah, but, but this even, way requires even if, more like, work. They put that so. same thing. Like some, you know, active PDF file on their website or something that you could play around with. Even if they put that like deep on the the website for that particular game, like some people are just going to be looking at the magazine and not really going on the web because they don't care that much about this game. Like certainly I think it's niche. Not everybody reading the magazine would break out the app. But uh, it seemed like at least an interesting application of the technology to me. And I don't know that it was developed with this in mind at all. Um I saw some promotional video for this this sort of thing and it you know it showed videos and it showed a car model and stuff but it didn't touch on video games at all and I thought you know what this is this is an industry where I think this thing is I mean maybe it's not a perfect match but it is more applicable in this industry than several others um well where, I guess you know they might try to market it you know you know developers are used to getting coercing players to do work for them so these days yeah. All right. Well, can, can so you, you send, don't love the idea. Can you no surprise there. The acidity in my voice yet? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> All right. So um, I want to tell a little story. We got a couple minutes before break, so I think I'd rather wait. Um, but I was aggravated by by something on the Xbox One today. Um, but yeah, I'm going to hold off on that. Ooh. What else? What else do we sort of have ready? Ready it, for today's agenda. Is it the same Xbox One thing that uh, I was telling you about? I don't think so, because I don't remember you telling me anything about the Xbox One. Oh, it was through computers. Oh. The yeah, no, uh, the Connect thing, the 10% thing, I think we can no. talk Yeah, all right. So all let's right. talk about that. So, so this is funny, because remember how they were going to do all the Connect all in software, and now it's not a requirement anymore? Um, I didn't know that they actually completely eliminated the requirement, but I know that they were changing the requirements. 
Yeah, well, it's not it's not it's not a requirement anymore. So what they've done, which oh, is totally stripped. Well, it's not a requirement. I mean, you can still use it, but you don't have to. Okay, so we haven't actually explained what we're talking about uh, right now. So it used to be that developers would have to dedicate some percentage of power um, in the processor or well, just in what's going on in the machine. To the developers functionality. Did, didn't have a choice. The system had basically the Xbox One had reserved around ten percent of its graphics processor. Uh, for connect purposes. So uh, it's not like a programmer had to make a decision one way or another. It was just that uh, they could not harness the full power of the hardware because it was reserved for system use. Yeah, that, yeah, much, much more accurate. Okay, so now that's gone. Now they can use the full power if they want to. So it's, it's kind of funny because they just released an SDK update and it's like, all right, your hardware is ten percent more powerful. I think this is probably the first time this has happened. Just in general, ever. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I'm sure it is, but then I I wonder, like, because there's this whole idea that the OS is constantly running in the background, and you can constantly like, yeah. I mean, you well, can I'm sure I'm sure they haven't released the everything. You know, I mean, I'm sure they're still reserving certain things for the OS. Yeah. Um, I, I was just playing around today, actually, with uh, manipulating it with my hands because I only just figured out how to do that. Um, so, you, like, you can grab the screen and then use the hand, your hand to push buttons and stuff on the screen. Wonderful. Um, it, rem it works remarkably poorly. It's <laughs> amazing. Say. Yeah, it's amazing how bad it is. Anyway, we, we got to go to break, so maybe we can talk about this a little bit when we get back. But for right now, I'm going to be quiet, and we'll be back in a Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. And we're back. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio, now with 50% more bro arguments. Do, do we want to get into that now or, or keep going about this uh, uh, stuff? No, I just felt like doing a little jab at one of our listeners from our okay. Facebook page. <laughs> that was kind of fun this morning. Um, all right. So the the Connect like new power thing, whatever, um, is – I guess it's interesting just because it's happening. But uh, it reminded me of how I was trying to use it today, like I was just saying before break, and realizing just how bad it was, like I was saying. Um, but – the reason I was doing that was because I was using my Xbox One, uh, obviously, but the controller was somewhere away. So I thought, okay, I'm going to try to mess around with this stuff. This is great. When you've lost your controller, you can still manipulate the interface, right? Yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't lose it, but it was like a few feet away. You know how it is. Yeah, sometimes it can feel very far away. Yeah. I know. It's like, oh, I'm on the couch. Let's see what happens. Yeah, three how feet. can I make this work? No, it's, it, no it would have just been a hassle. So anyway, I'm trying to control it because I had earlier um, initiated the download of Halo Spartan Assault, which is free for Xbox Live Gold members right now. So a couple things to complain about here. First of all, I had read that that and Max, like Curse of the Brotherhood or some some other game were free on Xbox Live Games with Gold. And one thing that has always been an issue, in my opinion, is an inability or rather a, a lack of uh, user-friendliness in finding these free 
games with gold games. Ah, uh, yes, the Hall of Mirrors that is the respective <laughs> game yeah. slash app store of whatever company. So on Xbox 360, I finally figured out how to do it like a long time ago. But like what page to go to where it will have the little advertisement square that talks about free games with gold. Fine. Now, this is the first month that games with gold have been free on Xbox One. And they start off with Halo, Spartan Assault, and that other Max game I was talking about. And so I knew them because I just I read some blog post about it. But uh, when I opened up the interface, there was nothing. When I went to the store, there was nothing. There was no mention anywhere, period, about these games being free. And I made sure I was signed in, too. There was nothing. So I even did their little Bing search for games with gold. And the search it ran was games gold and found me games with the word gold nice. in the name. Bing which, always works. Exactly yeah, which there the are a lot of, by the way, because there's X game gold edition. So that didn't work out. At, so at, then least I just you, said, at least, you know, this way they're not surreptitiously populating Bing with uh, to respond to special marketing search terms. Yeah, it, Okay, so then I searched for Halo Spartan Assault directly, and it pops up, and it says it was free. Like, I didn't have to access it through some special portal to get it for free. At very least, if I knew what I was looking for, it was free. So I start downloading it. And I do the same for Max, because I just I couldn't find any reference to games with gold. Nowhere. So anyway, time goes by, and uh, the game downloads. And I was actually doing something else, like in the kitchen or on the computer or whatever. So it's not like I was using the Xbox. But eventually I look over and I see that the installation has failed. And this happened to me once. It was actually super aggravating with Killer Instinct. I had, I had to download an update for it because there was an update and you couldn't play the game online, which I needed to do to get my next pin or whatever. Um, I what does it to... do when it fails? So here's the thing. It fails and you can retry, but inevitably retrying fails again because whatever failure condition has made it fail hasn't gone away. Um, and so I eventually completely deleted Killer Instinct and completely re-downloaded it to get it to work. Um, I, I don't remember what the problem was or if I ever knew what the problem was, but it hey, just failed, failed, failed. You know what? That sounds like what I have to do to get Skype to run. Yeah. And by the way, um, what I really needed was to play Killer Instinct Classic because the free pin this month is to do something in the Killer Instinct Classic game. And finding Killer Instinct Classic, like to download because you've got the special edition where it comes for free, I think I already mentioned this in another episode, giant pain in the ass. So anyway, that's happening before, but I do it today, Halo Spartan Assault. And so it gets to 99% and fails. And so I say, okay, try again. And it, you know, after a second, it's, it tries to initiate again and then fails. And it says... Um, like this needs an update. Try going to system slash settings to see if there's an update. And I think to myself, why would there be an update for Halo Spartan Assault in the system menu for the Xbox? That's really weird. You're still yeah. talking about the 360 here. No, I'm talking about the Xbox One. No, oh. not talking about the 360 at all. Okay. Um, so I do what they say just to sort of go with the flow and see what happens. So I go to Xbox system settings. I go to, uh, well, I go to the system menu, then I go to the settings and there's an, there's a like check for update, but that's a system based update. It's not a game update. Uh, moreover, if there's a system update, at least my understanding, historically speaking, is that it forces you to update your damn system anytime there's an update. And in fact, I just did a big update last week. So I don't know what's going on, but I checked for an update. Lo and behold, there was an update. For Every the once system. in a while, I've experienced that. They're, they're like, they're an update has been placed out there, but it actually they don't make you download it for some reason, yeah. or even well, notify this was strange. you. Actually, so I downloaded it, and through the process of downloading it, uh, you know, when it's done, it requires a reset. So it resets the whole machine, turns on, you know, when it's all done. And look at that. On the home screen is a little square that says free games with gold. Great. Okay. So I found them on my own. I downloaded them. And apparently in order to download the thing that it let me download, I needed an update, which would have made me aware of the games with gold thing in the first place. Which you weren't made aware of. Which I wasn't made aware of through the system initially. Like I just knew it happened. So now let's imagine that I didn't go searching for all these things 
and I didn't know the games were available. Like, when the hell would this update have hit my system in order to bring to me the awareness of these free games? Um, my point is, something's just not right. I think just... I think it would have showed up maybe about an hour or two before the promotion expired. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe that. Or maybe just an hour or maybe a day or the next time I turned on the machine. I don't know. I don't this know. Is, but uh, this it so- didn't force the update. And it's clear that that update was necessary for me to actually complete the downloads. This sounds remarkably fim- similar, at least in feeling, to what happened to me right after we ended the show last week. Remember how I called you right after? Oh, yeah. This was the funniest thing. So I was talking about all that Gran Turismo update stuff. Yep. And how... Well, I wasn't even talking about the updates at that point, right? I was talking about how... Um, the, Just so you, ha- you have to keep playing the game in order yeah, to Yeah, you have to like log in every day. Okay, yeah. So what happened right after the show, when we stopped recording, it was about like 10.30 my time. So I was like, oh crap, I have to turn on the game and log in before midnight. Thank goodness I remembered at 10.30, well before midnight, so I can continue to avoid suffering a penalty. So I turn it on and what happens is, oh, look, there's an update uh, to the game. So that's great. That always makes me feel good to get uh, free stuff. Uh, But, oh, look, it's about 1.5 gigs. And I don't have the fastest internet in the world. So 1.5 gigs for an update. And that's not even the biggest update there is. um, Well, I've, I've lost track of how big the sum of their updates have been, but this is the, also the point incidentally that I start to get worried because all their updates have been huge. Like last one was about a gig. Uh, there probably was a few more that were about that size and right. I mean, there's only a certain amount of space you have in your hard drive. So anyway, after downloading all these gigs, you start to wonder um, if it's ever going to get to the point where you don't have any more room to even fit the game. I imagine they're overlapping to some degree. Like, although it updates for one gig now and then updates 1.5 later, they don't necessarily stack on top of each other because they're like, it's the same code that's being overwritten. No, it's new content, man. It's, I don't think it is. It's not like it's, it's just modifying the main files. Well, I mean, I haven't checked, but I mean, I don't think so. I would be really surprised if it would be downloading like a certain amount that wouldn't be actually adding that sum straight up. Well, I guess the, the main code of the game probably doesn't even approach like hundreds of megabytes. Um, I mean, I mean, if it, I mean, even if it did, right, it's definitely uh, a fraction of the size of the amount of data that the game uses. That's definitely true. Okay. So anyway, what happened was the game's like you have 200 minutes until this downloads. And I actually, I tried to get around it because obviously if I downloaded the thing, I wouldn't have time. It would have been past midnight and I would have suffered my penalty, right? So this is one of the tiny little unforeseen, unintended consequences of doing, making systems this way. But... I couldn't even get around it because it doesn't allow you – you can play the game on an offline mode if you want to avoid the update. Yeah, but then it doesn't connect to say, hey, he's exactly. playing the game. Exactly. So I it it is impossible for me to do my login action for it to recognize that I don't suffer my penalty since I logged in if I don't do the update. So I had no choice. And it's just that it's just kind of a funny thing. It's just at this point that I start to wonder, you know, all these companies, they must be collecting statistics about how many daily users they have because, um, I mean, it's just that's it just seems like an obvious thing they would do. And every time there's an update, the problem is, is that when you if you haven't been keeping up and eagerly consuming these updates, then to wait such a long time to get stuff is a blocker to you to play the game. And I just can't help but think that with every update, especially since how monolithic these are, that they just lose a few players every time. And if you haven't been updating the whole time, well, then, like, guess what? You have, like, three or four gigs or even more to download before you can play the game online. Yeah, I mean... 
without a doubt, the frequent and giant updates that happen these days are just a giant bummer. Uh, but we're at break again, so I'm going to try and forget this mess of updating, and uh, and we'll start with a new topic when when we get back. So we're back. We uh, we fell into the Gran Turismo trap again, and I fear we can't escape, at least not for another minute. Is that right? Well, it's it's true because, and I, even I'm astonished because there's just there's just new and interesting things that keep happening, which generates I, new things to talk about. I which, find that slightly hard hard to believe, but <laughs> convince me. All right. Well, they just announced something new for Gran Turismo Six. And uh, I think that this will be a record holder for the most unique and boring promotional event ever created. Is it going to be a race on the moon? Uh, no, even more uh, – less unique and more boring. So actually, no, more unique. Okay, so they're, they're announcing like a, this is the first time – event that has ever happened in the history of anything in the world. And the event is that there's there's this place in the UK called Goodwood, okay? And it's where um somebody really rich lives and he this really really rich person holds this event uh every year called Goodwood Festival of Speed. And they have this course that they call a hill climb track which is about I don't know 50 seconds long. It's just a point-to-point track with a few turns going, you know, this way and that way. And you can play this track in the game. So one of the things they have at Goodwood, the the actual festival, is that every year they have this thing called a central feature, right? It's a very, like, British-sounding term. And their central feature is basically this giant sculpture. And this sculpture every year, right? It's like something new and impressive and really cool looking and whatever. Um, and so what they're doing, what they're going to do on June 26th is they're going to unveil a new central feature sculpture at Goodwood at, I don't know, some specific time, like 10 a.m. on that day in the UK. And at that very instant, the update in Gran Turismo will... Come, become live, uh, quote unquote, allowing players to download the basically an update to the Goodwood environment in the game, so that the central feature statue, which was something different when we first got the game, will now be updated to be the actual statue that has been changed in the real world. Okay, and they're making a big deal of this just because they can. Uh, I guess because uh, the best part about this and and the reason why it wins the world record for most boring event ever is that you never actually – not only does this have no impact on the game one way or the other, you never actually – you don't even see the thing when you're driving. And unless you sit around on one of the screens, one of the menu screens and maybe wait for the camera to come around to wherever this central feature is located in the environment – you hardly won't ever see it anyway. So, and oh yeah, and then on top of that, if you've owned Gran Turismo 6 for, let's say, longer than two or three weeks, you've most likely already surpassed all the Goodwood content in the game and will never play that part of the game again. Okay, yeah, so it seems like a dumb thing to make a big deal about. I'll give you that. So, hey, but hey, but it's the first time anyone's ever done it. So, that must, well, that must be real. good, right? But... You know how you can, like, uh, replay the levels and then take snapshots, pausing the the replay and all that stuff? You know what? You could totally do that now. You can probably take pictures of something somewhere uh, in the photo mode. uh, Yeah, and if if you're, like, a crazy super fan, you could pause it in in that 
replay mode or photo mode, get yeah. a really good picture of it, maybe have it printed onto like a metallic paper or something and and uh, hang it on your wall. Hey, wait a minute. Into. I did that a couple of years ago. What are you trying oh, to say wait. here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> assuming, assuming you can even – assuming that they'll even let the camera point at it, uh, which I don't know if you can – I don't know if you can access it or not. If, after making a big deal about it like this, if they don't, that would be pretty silly, right? Yeah. I mean, well, I really hope they would because that has, that's the only chance the game, this this update has for having any value whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's move on to talk about the much more interesting, dare I say, way better racing game that just came out. Oh, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> It's just I feel like a knife has penetrated. I'm pretty sure in one weekend on a system that has no installed base, they sold more units than Gran Turismo 6 has. Um, yeah, no comments about that. Yeah, so Mario Kart 8 came out, and according to the article I just scrolled by during the break, um, 1.2 million units in the debut weekend is what is what I'm reading. That's pretty 1. good. 1.2 million? That's probably selling better than GT6. Yeah, that's really solid for the Wii U, considering I'm not sure there's more than 3 million Wii U's out there. I don't know what the number really is, but... Yeah, I, I uh, wouldn't put it far beyond that. Yeah. So they did pretty well with it. Ironically, I still have not purchased it, because basically I've had zero minutes of free time since it even came out. Like... To even go buy the game, I haven't even had the time to do it. Uh, I really want to, though. And next week, I have like three days off in a row where I can maybe maybe find time to play it. But you've already tried it. Yeah, even more yeah. ironically, I've actually played it, which surprises me because um, I'm not the biggest Mario Kart fan. I mean, I love racing games, but... So what'd you think? So so we played it. I mean, it's it's all right. It's Mario Kart. The problems that I had was, I mean, it's you know, it's really nice and polished, and it feels good. Um, but it's it doesn't really feel any different than other Mario Karts to me. Uh, not in the experiential sort of way. You know, I mean, the mechanics are different. You got this jump. You can do a jump. I don't remember if the last one had it because. Uh, I missed the past several sequels, but well, some um, versions had a little hop you could do, and yeah, that's like it. the blue sparks or whatever. Yeah, you can do a little hop thing. Um, you can actually, you know, you can use it to like dodge stuff. Um, there's one act, one thing about it that is new and interesting, actually, is that when you're picking your, and and I'm saying this new because it's new to me. So they might have had it in the last game, and what do I know? I wouldn't have known any better, but. When you're picking your, you know, your character, that you do a couple things. Like, not only do you pick your character, but you pick your car too, and then you also pick you, it's like three different options for your car for the different parts of it, or I should say, vehicle, because they're not all cars. And the interesting thing is that, so I'm under the impression that the character exerts some kind of influence on what your final uh, drivability stats would be. But then when you pick the three different aspects of your car, you know, like, um, I don't Christ, I can't even remember what they are. But anyway, there's three sub-selections when you pick your car. And Isn't it like light, medium, and heavy or something? No, 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 no. I mean, it's almost like you're picking like, and it's not like this, but for it to make sense, I have to describe it this way. It's like the legs, the torso, and the head, Okay. Okay. So like pieces of the car. Yeah, like three different thirds of the car, right? And so the one you pick actually modifies your handling characteristics. So by way of some uh, spending extended time in the menu going back and forth, you can more precisely customize the trade-offs you get between like acceleration and top speed and handling and stuff like that. Uh, and that was, I mean, that was pretty exhilarating for me. Um, Honestly, I feel like it's too much for a Mario Kart game. Well, I think it should have stayed simple. Well, you don't have to uh, care about it. You know, you actually have to like press start to see what the stats are while you're changing it. So, okay. uh, you know, if you don't care, then, you know, it doesn't really belabor you any. Um, so there's a couple things. The The whole 
the ketchup thing, you know, is seems to still be there. And I, that's that's really what kind of does a deal breaker for me for for Mario Kart. That's the the rubber banding. Yeah, because I because I, I can't feel like I'm accomplishing anything by skill. Um, you know, there's just too much randomness in the game for me to really get max enjoyment out of it. Although, you know, I know why they do it, and that's why a lot of people like it. So, you know, I guess it's more for them. I wish that. And, and I mean, now that we're on, now that we're being critical, I wish that they, and, and I hate to criticize this way because, you know, I, I don't like to just complain for no reason uh, or without even having some kind of thing I'm thinking of that they should be doing instead. But the the art and the production of the visuals, it's it's top-notch in terms of quality, but it doesn't give me that kind of wow feeling about anything. They're like, okay, yeah, okay, that's the desert one. Okay, yeah, that's, you know, this is the grassland castle track. You know, this is the beach track, whatever. Um, and so everything is readable and everything's identifiable and stuff like that, and it's aesthetically pleasing, but it's not so in any kind of surprising or novel way. I'm not... I'm not sure. So it just it looks good, but you're just not struck by how good it looks. Yeah, is that what you're saying? That's I'm taking a very elaborate way of basically saying that. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I'll still take it. Sounds good to me. And the truth yeah. is, the last so the last Mario Kart game I believe was on the uh, the 3ds, and before that, it might have even been another portable one. It's I can't even keep track anymore, but it's been years since I've had my own Mario Kart game. Like I, I had one of the portable ones, like on the DS Lite. Yeah. But so you're gonna get it? Never played it. Yeah. No, I'm definitely gonna get it. Like I said, it's just like I was all excited about it last week, and then it finally comes out, and I was like, oh damn! Like that game came out today. Too bad I don't have any time at all to play it. You know, you know, there's the a, next day or the next. There's a funny exploit in this game too. What is it? So when you boost, apparently, I just found out about this. You, if you jump repeatedly immediately after a boost, you can actually extend the period of time by which you have the boosted speed because apparently uh, there's less friction or whatever when you're in the air. So people now uh, boost and just continuously jump like four times, like jump, 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 jump. And yeah, this gives them there a little seems bit to of always be There seems to always be some way to manipulate the advantage of the the jump turning like the blue blue spark concept yeah so that if you're really good or knowledgeable about the game which is basically you know anyone you or i would play with uh you're going to be able to kill it so anyway it's break time again so we're going to go to break we'll be right back back once again you're still listening to chatterbox video game radio gotta remind everyone again that we have a facebook page when i say again it's because i do every single episode uh slash chatterbox video game radio and of course you can email us too we've got links on our website uh and the facebook page is also linked on the website uh, chatterboxgameshow.com so talk to us um tell us what you don't like and you know we'll, we'll get into those wonderful discussions and arguments as well those are always fun. Yeah, you know what? I'm actually glad that um, some of our listeners have the balls to actually engage us on the Facebook page with uh, some argumentation because we've been lacking that for a while. So if you want to argue with me, uh, post something on the Facebook page and uh, don't be a wuss about it. Yeah, no, that was, that was, it was fun. I liked that. Anyway, and you can go read about that by visiting our page as well. But then you gotta like, you gotta click to view page or posts by others. Yeah, Facebook but you can know be a what? pain in the ass sometimes. There's definitely no augmented reality apps to download or anything. Like that. <sighs> That's true. You just have to know how to use Facebook. 
All right. So what do we got? We got like uh, so 10 minutes left. I actually – I want to – there's a couple leftover things that I wanted to say about Mario Kart. Uh, right. And in this – specifically, right, this little exploit that I just told us about before we went to break. It's funny to me because the this exploit, quote unquote, is apparently somewhat controversial. Because a bunch of people are saying that it's it's cheating, and so this is fun for me because this is now getting once again into right things you can do in games where it's not clear if it was intentional to allow you to do it or not that give you an advantage, and now we get to talk about whether something like this is actually uh, an unfair exploit or completely okay within the rules of the game. Yeah, I think so. And I'm going to just go ahead and guarantee that they knew about it when they developed it. Because first of all, when you develop it, you do a lot of testing on your own, but then you also have teams of testers testing it for you. I think... And letting you know about this stuff. I I agree with that. I think that was highly likely. You know what is really interesting to me, though? Uh, I learned something about some of the Tony Hawk games just last week because I have a friend who used to work on them. And they actually identified the kind of the category of player who likes to glitch things and likes to discover glitches and strange things that they're not supposed to be able to do. And especially to accommodate those types of players, they would uh, certain bugs that they found, they would just not even bother to fix. Because it's like, oh, that's a cool glitch for the glitchers, so uh, we won't fix it. So we can have give them something to discover. So they actually refer to them as the glitchers? Uh, I don't know if that was the exact word they used, but yeah, they had a word for them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that's neat. But the Mario Kart issue is interesting to me because I think it's totally okay to do I guess, me being uh, someone who is actually not so concerned about performing in Mario Kart one way or the other. So maybe uh, I'm not a good person to talk about it. But the funny thing is that I – well, it's not funny at all. I have a theory on why people don't like this. And I think the reason is is because the the mechanical nature of the exploit and its mappability to the main otherwise activity of the game – I think is what causes people to feel like an exploit is fair or not fair. In in other words, let me bring this back down to earth for a second. So this jumping thing is because of what you have to physically do to perform the exploit to get you to go faster because it's, it's, it's weird, right? Like it's not something that you would normally do in the course of performing at the game. And it's also not, uh, an activity that one of the normal game skill activities would have anything to do with, right? In other words, it's, it takes some skill, to, some amount of skill to do, but that skill it doesn't really map well to the skills that you normally use to play the game. And I think that distance is what people usually subconsciously use to measure whether a certain exploit is kosher or not. What do you think, Alon? Um, I have to admit to not completely following. So you're saying like the closer it is to the stuff you'd be doing in the game anyway, the more valid it is perceived to be? Yeah, basically. Okay. Like in other words, like let me give you an extreme example just to clarify the point. If for, if for some weird nonsensical reason... Um, somebody decide, Somebody found that there was an exploit in the game where if they pressed a certain button combination, uh, they had to play a Sudoku puzzle. And if they finished that puzzle before the race was over, then uh, they won the race no matter what. Okay. okay, yeah, that's a fun example. Now, that makes no <laughs> sense. But I'm just using it to illustrate the fact that like that's that's as extreme as it can get, right? It is... Uh, something else that you're doing that's really far removed from the general activity of the game. And it improves your station in the results. And I think well, I think the more extreme that gets, I think the more agreeable people are to say, yeah, you know what, that's 
that's not really a cool thing or a valid thing or should be uh, you know, a permitted thing to do in the game to get ahead. So here's the thing. I suspect that they not only did they leave it in on purpose, I suspect they developed it from the ground up on purpose to give those expert players a way to be experts so that they feel like they can do something that other people can't do. And it even makes sense too. And, and I got to say, like, I haven't even played the game yet. You can tell me if I'm wrong here, but I'm guessing that when you do your little hop turn thing, you get a speed boost. And then if you hop, hop, hop again, great, you can go even faster, or at least you can maintain that speed. Well, that you're, you're basically elongating the duration that which you're boosted by spending as much time in the air as you can. Yeah, but when you do that, you probably also can't turn. Is that right? Um, I don't know. Good question. I I would suspect that you'd be boosting, you know, on straights anyway. So Yeah, but you're also it's after a turn that you get that boost because you're I mean, you have to be turning your car in order to get the boost, right? No, I mean anything That's how it, can boost the game you. usually the, is. The mushroom can boost you. You can, you know, there's these boost pads sometimes. Oh, with those things. Yeah, so yeah. even when you're boosting with those, if you jump, you get Longer speed, um, yeah, or a longer speed boost, yeah, longer speed. Okay, boost. it still it still sort of makes sense, but you can't turn while you're in the air. I mean, you can turn the the position of your racer, uh, even though it's not physically I, accurate. You know what? I will, right? like you can, I'd agree that you probably have some degree of reduced modulation capabilities with the steering. If you yeah, do this. and yeah. so you're losing something in exchange for that. Now, when you're on a straightaway, I get it. Fine, but that's the idea is you know the secret to doing well. Like Titanfall has something very similar, and I don't know if we brought this up before, but um, when you're – so in Titanfall, a lot of it is like parkour. You can run on the walls and stuff, um, and that adds to just your ability to get around in the game. It, it increases mobility, which is great. But when you're running on the walls, you are moving faster than when you're running on the ground. And so people found that you can get across a map really quickly if you run across a wall, jump off, and then like right as you're about to hit the ground, like the earliest possible moment, if you jump again, so basically your feet touch, and as soon as your feet touch the floor, you're jumping again, you can maintain, and I guess they call it a bunny hop, you can maintain the speed that you got from the wall throughout several jumps, basically as long as you can keep it going but you've got to do it perfectly, right? Like a split second too late and you're back down to slower speeds. And the thing is, while this is happening, you can't change direction. Like you're stuck in this straight forward movement, um, which obviously is limiting, right? Like I want to be able to move around. And if I can't, then I get this different advantage. And it sounds like it's a very similar thing in Mario Kart. And it makes, it makes sense. You're sacrificing one type of movement for a benefit in a different area um and it's it's for experts and it's unless it's somehow completely extreme and unreasonable i don't think it's a it's a crazy thing the problem is that you get these experts who can just do it repeatedly over and over and over and really take advantage of it but the thing is if you're in a group of people who can do that you're probably one of those people as well and so it's a competition of everyone doing the same thing it's not like you have some little kid who doesn't know how to do this stuff and he's losing against all the adults who are just crushing him because they're doing this special like power jump situation. Yeah. Well, I'd be certainly curious to hear what you think about how it balances out after you've played it. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly fair, right? I should play it first. Um, but it just, it doesn't seem so different from previous ones. And it makes sense to me that whatever they, they add this, this sort of expert play mechanic, um, that that these people can wrap their heads around that maybe not everyone can. All right, so so we're done with Mario Kart. I, I got assume. one thing that um, right. yeah, I don't have anything else to say about it. The one thing I got to mention is, is really it about quick, the the barcade. Yeah. yeah, it is about the barcade. The barcade. Okay, so. I didn't even know this was here. This is apparently happening in Phoenix locally. I didn't even know about it, although uh, no, I don't want to get into that story. That's a silly story. But basically, there's there's a Kickstarter for this thing called a Barcade, which is going to be in Phoenix if it happens. And it's you know just what you might think it is. It's a bar with arcade game type stuff in it. And they they need some help because I think they only have about 11 days left. And... They got about twenty-seven thousand more dollars or so to go, 
So if if you support it and uh, as much as I would like to support it and uh, you have money that uh, you want to dedicate to it, go over there and give them some support. So you want to support this thing now? Because we were sort of talking well, about Well, I want to support it, like but it. I don't want to... I don't want to give up my money. So I'd rather <laughs> tell other people to support it. Yeah, but I also like I have criticism of it because it's like not it's not just a bar where there's arcade stuff. Like I mean it's it's not and it's not arcade games, it's like home systems basically, which is really cool, except then there's a separate charge to play those games. Yeah, that was like, that was a bummer for me too. Um but I decided at the last minute that, you know, the con- the concept of it overweighs uh any lameness about their pricing structure. Okay. Now I've, I've had ideas in the past to, you know, build an arcade out of home video game systems. Um, although I question the legality of it, just the licensing about how you're not supposed to be publicly displaying these games. I don't know. And I'm curious how they're going to get away with it or if they're just paying a lot of licensing fees, but, um, probably just fly under the radar mode. I'm guessing not if it's on Kickstarter and getting attention like us. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wish them luck, but I wish the business model was such that they just enticed people to go to their bar instead of another by giving them games instead of like, you know, half naked chicks standing on poles, which is what a bunch of the other bars do, especially the ones in Tempe. Right. Yeah, anyway. that happens. Yeah. So uh, if it does come to be, you should go visit and take some pictures and tell me what you think of it since I am no longer in Phoenix. Um, anyway, this has been another another wonderful show of ours uh head over to our facebook page talk to us over there it's slash chatterbox video game radio um tell us what you don't like what you do like what you want us to talk about and uh let me know what you think about that idea with augmented reality magazines i'm I'm really curious to see if anybody or to hear if anyone has an opinion on that and if you would basically tell ara would you download the app and use it if it was relevant to a game that you enjoyed in general or were interested in or something um, would you take the extra steps to do that? Because I want to know. Anyway, Me we'll too. be back next week, folks. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.